0: It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Welcome
1: to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Palm Springs, California, and I am so thrilled that you're here with me today to talk about feng shui energy now for those of you who are moving into a new location you might want to make sure that the energy is flowing through all the areas of the house so today we have world-renowned feng shui expert carol almstead with us and she makes the art of feng shui so easy to understand so as you are listening just think what areas of your life need improvement. And then look at the current home or office and see what you can do to help shift or correct that situation. As many of you know, I recently moved to the desert and into a very ecliptic house that I absolutely love, but I discovered it had missing areas. So I contacted Carol and I sent her a drawing of my new place and I said, wow did i make a mistake should i not be living here you see i don't have a career area in my home and my wealth area happens to be in my garage <laughs> so i yelled out for a great big help and first she called me down and said hey look everything can be fixed don't worry And then she gave me some of the easiest fixes and terrific suggestions of where my bedroom should go and where my home office should go. And I took her advice and I absolutely love it. She was right on target. Something as simple as a color or a rug can literally change the flow of the energy in the house. So I thought you would love Carol as much as I do, so I invited her in for a little interview. (laughs) So I know that you're going to enjoy it. Just a few things before I start the interview. The new Law of Attraction magazine is now out featuring Anita Morjani author of the book Dying to Be Me she was also the person who opened for Wayne Dyer while they traveled around the nation she has a magnificent story she did an exclusive article for the magazine and it is wonderful so go to lawofattractionmagazine.net and get your free copy And now you can also purchase a print copy directly from the magazine distributor and have it delivered to your door. Anita will also be my radio show guest in August talking about her latest book. Go and read her article uh, about the meaning of life. It is great. And it has to do with taking life so freaking seriously. We don't need to be taking it all so seriously. It's ridiculous. It can't get more simple as the way she states it. And when you go to the magazine, read the article by our guest tonight, Carol Almstein, about feng shui and the sentimental Trinkets that you keep in your house. Read what that means. It's so fascinating. Now, after Anita morjani on air interview, I also have a very interesting interview with Anita's friend, Dr. Wayne Dyer. (laughs) All right, you guys are going, What? But it's true. Even though Dr. Dyer is no longer on the physical plane. Another Hay House author, Karen Noe, has been communicating with Dr. Dyer because he wanted to get personal messages to his eight children who didn't understand his sudden death. Well, the stories that Karen talks about are absolutely backed up by Dr. Dyer's children and they are absolutely amazing, probably The most important thing that Wayne wants people to know is that there is no such thing as death. And that's something that we've talked about many times on this show. But he brings it out in ways that I've never heard before. He wants to explain it to you so that you can understand what each of your loved ones who have passed on have experienced. So it's really, really fascinating and I think you are going to love it. You know, we all know how bigger than life Wayne was while he was alive. But now he's even going to be bigger because he is answering some of life's Biggest questions, and you know how Wayne delivers his message—very colorful, very easy to understand. And I am so excited about this interview. So stay tuned in for the entire month of August. I think you're really going to love it. Yes, August is going to be a wonderful, fascinating month on Law of Attraction Radio Network. And I want you to tune in and hear our newest show, Your Passionate Life with Miriam rawi who is broadcasting weekly from Munich, Germany. She wants you to be connected to the passionate universe. And she, as a psychosynthesis coach, will explain how you can connect to the passion she is so lovely and it's a great show. So you can tune into our mobile apps and hear all of our shows or you can simply go to dot com and click on Miriam's picture and go to her page where all of her shows will be archived. And don't forget to sign up for the cruise. Hurry before the rates go up. Just put in your deposit, which happens to be refundable if for some reason you can't go, or call Cindy Wilson, our wonderful cruise person, and talk directly to her. And after you sign up and you want to manifest the funds, well, go to Cassie Parks Manifest 10k.com and within 90 days, manifest all the money you need for the cruise and much more. What are you waiting for? This is the perfect opportunity to literally teach you how to easy it is to manifest money so with that let's take a fast commercial break and we'll be right back talking about feng shui with the incredible feng shui expert carol almstead did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. Well, welcome, Carol, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Oh, my goodness. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show today.
0: Well, thanks, Jules. It is wonderful to be here talking with you.
1: You know, um, I sent you um, uh, a sketch of my new house, and since then I've moved in, and I've got to tell you that everything you suggested was mind-blowing accurate, and the, the, the sketch that I sent you was really not to scale, but... Everything that you told me was so right on target. I am just so anxious to share you with the listeners because you know this and you make feng shui so simple. I am so grateful to you
0: well you know i love to hear that and of course my first question to you was going to be how does it feel in your new house and what changes have you made since we talked so um tell us all more and ask some questions and we'll move ahead
1: well um the one of the main concerns i have is that i have a beautiful patio area that's basically glass and that i it's situated where my career area is, so it's like the career area is missing so um I put down a beautiful um outdoor carpet and a black umbrella, and I found this wonderful patio scene that goes it's a like it's like a screen of a very gentle waterfall with the ah. pagoda. And so I've got it on the fence that l- you can see out from the living room and it's like oh my goodness even in 110 degrees it is just so inviting that whole area is just gorgeous and that's in just mind blowing now I haven't been here long enough to see if it's working but I got to tell you it just feels so beautiful. I just, wow, wow, wow. So my concern about not having a career area has just been overridden by everything that you suggested.
0: Well, again, I love hearing that. Uh, For our listeners, what we're talking about is that in feng shui, the ideal shape for a home is a rectangle or a square. Because then when we divide it into the nine areas of life, this career area, there's a wealth area, there's a love area. Each is filled in with part of your home. And then we're going to decorate and accessorize and organize accordingly. What's happening in your house and in most of the houses I worked with is there are some missing areas because we don't really like square and rectangular houses. Right. And so you were, of course, missing this career area. And what I had suggested to you, which is obviously what you did, is to decorate it as if it were a room in your house. Sometimes one of these missing areas is part of a garage. Sometimes it's out in the back. In your case, it's right up front with your entry area. It was a career area that's um, actuated by the feng shui water element. That's why you talked about this waterfall. And that's what I had suggested to you. And that's why you're feeling so good because you've now put this water element right where it's supposed to be
1: uh yes, 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 I was uh so nervous when I discovered, oh my gosh, it' my career area, but on top of that, you also suggested that I change bedrooms originally, I was yes. going to put my bedroom in the master bedroom that faces out into the patio area with the glass and everything, but you said that life may be a little bit easier for me if I moved it into the love relationship corner and put my office in the master bedroom. And I did that. It is like, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> what a delight.
0: I love this. Your master bedroom, the original master bedroom, was situated in what we call the helpful people area. This is an ideal area for an office because this is helpers, this is clients, this is mentors, this is all the people who help you. Perfect place for an office. It was not the best place for a master bedroom, mainly because it was too close to the front of the house. When a master bedroom, a bedroom is close to the door, close to the entryway. There's just too much energy and we can't get that peaceful sleep that we want. Bedroom should be for love and romance and sleep And that was not such a good location. So by flipping the two, we not only take advantage of the location in this helper's area, but then your bedroom got moved up to what is called the love relationship area, the absolute perfect place for a master bedroom.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I also wanted to point out that you said not only will it help with love and relationships, which I'm not really looking for, but it's going to help you in everyday life getting along with people. And to me, that is probably more important than anything in the world.
0: Yes, we can stretch this definition of relationships any way we want. It's self-love. It's self-esteem. It's mm-hmm. your relationship with yourself. It's love with another person. It's love with friends. Um, we we can make these things work to fit Whatever you need. But I think I did say to you that I worked with a client a while ago who told me, nope, no relationships, I'm finished. She had just broken up and she was happy to be moving into this new house for her, for her son. And I saw things in the way she'd already arranged the bedroom that clearly were pushing away love. And I said to her, okay, I respect what you say you're looking for, but I am going to give you some suggestions for how to rearrange your bedroom to attract love when you're ready. She said, terrific. Wrote me a co- she wrote to me a couple of weeks later and said, you intrigued me. I made a few of those changes. A friend at work introduced me to a guy. We went out on a date. I had a good time. It was clear he was not the special one. But I had such a good time dating that I decided I am ready. I am going to rearrange that bedroom. And within a few months, she met a guy. They are now married, oh, at least five, six years. The love of her life. So you never know, Jules. I will give you these tips. You can use them as you want to use them.
1: (laughs) So, so, all right. (laughs) Tell me then, how are you to arrange the room? So, I mean, you're not supposed to have the bed up Uh, with the window behind you. Is that correct?
0: Ideally, in any bedroom, we like to put the bed against a solid wall. I do like a headboard. It gives you this protection. It gives you this comfort level. Some people don't like headboards. Then let's put some sort of fiber art, a rug, fabric above you. Anything that makes you grounded, drape some fabric. But the ideal let location is against a wall. If you have to be against a window, uh, then we want to make sure you've got some solid window treatments on that window and you close them at night. Perfectly fine for them to be open during the day. But at night, again, it simulates that feeling of something solid behind you. We don't recommend, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't recommend a bed in a corner. Um, if you have to have it in a corner, you want to fill that space behind the bed with something, uh, maybe a nice fluffy plant behind you, a screen, again, something fibrous behind you.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, so in the room then, it's okay to have your bed but you against the, the window, but you need to close the window and you need to have appropriate window coverings that's not going to it's going to keep you safe like like you said when moving the master bedroom into the love area you said because my wall is mostly glass in the thing i wouldn't (coughs) really feel comfortable and i was thinking about that and you're absolutely correct and it's like i didn't even you are so good in (laughs) in making people think you're the perfect person to to talk to prior to moving into a new house?
0: Well, I always prefer doing what you and I did, which is before you moved in. Um, <clears throat> again, excuse me, I woke up with this scratchy throat. Um, uh, is to take a look before you move in when we still have options, when the bed hasn't been placed in a place where it's very hard to move it. In your case, your courtyard is surrounded on three sides by glass, which is lovely. You're going to get light. But there are some things that go on in a house that need more solid walls. And a bedroom sleeping romance is definitely one of those things that I felt was going to be a little bit better for you, a lot better for you if we moved you away from that area. Now you have that office in this glass area. And I like that. That gives you a view on the world. Nothing goes on behind your back. Mm. Um, You have clear vision for this business that you want to create and conduct in that room.
1: Mm, absolutely. Now, there's a another thing that we discussed also is that my third bedroom, half of it is in the um, wealth area, but the garage is really the wealth area of my house. And that initially concerned me as well. Let's talk about the wealth area, which I think everybody is always concerned about.
0: <laughs> right. If um, when you're doing a feng shui analysis like this, you use a bagua chart. Uh, the bagua is this mapping chart that divides a home into nine areas. People can get those on my website, fengshuiforreallife.com, in the basics about section. You stand at your front door looking in, hold this map in front of you, Draw the shape of your house, divide it into the nine areas. The upper left-hand corner is this wealth, power, abundance area. And in your case, and in other cases, I've seen this frequently, you have a garage up there. The garages tend to be in the upper left and right or in the lower left and right corners of our homes, typically. So what's happening is you need to treat your garage as you would treat any other room in your home. I suggest to you, and I do all the time, decorate your garage, paint your garage, hang up art in your garage. You enter through there, whether um, you have a front door that you also use. Most of us with a garage tend to drive in and come home that way. This is the first room in your house you enter, and you want to make it attractive, just like any other room. Only keep things in your garage that you use. Perfectly fine to keep paint cans in there, but not paint from colors you haven't seen on your walls in 10 years. Mm. Keep things only that you use. Now, in your case, as you said, this wealth area runs the garage and then part of this other bedroom. What we do in a case like that is what's going on in your life that needs to be fixed. If a Bagua area splits across a room or vice versa, the room splits across a Bagua area... Take a look at what needs to be fixed. And that's the Bagua area we arrange the room to activate.
1: Oh, interesting. So if there's something that in that third bedroom that I need to fix in my life, that's what I put in. I, I aim the corners to the fix. Or do I do that for the garage?
0: What's going on across the back of your house is you have the wealth and power area, the fame, future, reputation area, the love relationship area. This is called the power wall in feng shui. Those are critical aspects of our home. Uh, They are all activated by using the fire element. Element is just the feng shui way of talking about colors and shapes and the textures that make things happen for you. What is lucky for you is that all of these areas, the wealth, the future, the love, are activated by fire. So the same kinds of cures we put in wealth, we put in future. And so this third bedroom uh, is on the um, intersection of wealth and future. So the colors you would use were the reds, the fiery colors, the oranges, for either of those areas. So when you're working in that bedroom, you can use all of the shades of red there. So that's fine. Uh, That'll work just fine for you. But what are you looking to do? Are you looking to improve your wealth? I haven't yet found anyone who isn't. (laughs) Or is it much more important to you that your reputation be improved? decide what's more important to you, obviously those two are very related, but let's say it's reputation, then what you'd want to hang in that bedroom are certificates, awards. What have you received that talk about who you are, the fame you've accomplished, That's how we'd want to decorate that bedroom. Ah. If you say to me, you know, I'm okay there. I've got lots of awards and certificates and, and that's all good. But lately, money's been coming in, but it's been flowing right out of my life. So it's wealth that we have to fix. We take a look at that garage and we take a look at that bedroom. Is there anything that represents holes? Are there windows there that really aren't well sealed? Um, Is it as simple as making that kind of change? Take a look at what's going on in your life, what needs to be fixed, and then we activate, change, decorate, redecorate the rooms based on that.
1: Okay, so if uh, I uh, am looking and trying to fix what's going on in my life and it's not working, I simply redecorate. Yes. Or that's... change something. It's really not difficult at all.
0: No, it's really very basic. I often suggest that you already know all of this. You don't have feng shui words like bagua and elements, but you know when something is off. Why you don't act on it, well, it might be interesting to explore, but the basic thing is when you make these kinds of feng shui-related changes, you open up energy to flow And that's when the good things happen. Sometimes people say, I put the desk here and I don't know why I changed it because I really liked it better the way it was originally. And I'll say to them, that's exactly where it belonged. So I don't know cause effect. I'm less concerned about that than getting you the right arrangement of your furniture, the right combination of art on your walls to make these things flow into your life. But the basic thing is, what's going on that we want to change? What's going on that you like, you wanna keep, you wanna enhance in your life? Wealth is flowing in fine, I've got lots of friends. What's not so good? Oh, I'm going out on dates, but you know, these people are not for me. What do we need to fix? Uh, then we'll start making changes. So when I work with clients, the very first question is, why am I here? What is going on that you want to change, fix, keep, move on?
1: Mm. You know, um, uh, a few months ago, before I even found my new place, I kept on saying, you know, I just want to have more time for me because all I do is work. And that's what I am still going. I've, I, I'm here. I'm, uh, now is the time for me. Less work, but let everything keep flowing the way it is, but just less work and more time to just enjoy life.
0: Well, I think moving your bedroom uh, was a wonderful first step toward accomplishing that. Because if you had your office in this love relationships area, it would have continued to put this kind of emphasis on working, working, working in an area that's supposed to be for rest and romance. Or, or self-esteem development. So that's made a big difference for you. In general, I recommend people keep the work out of their bedroom. What's on your night table? Is it a novel that you're reading or is it a stack of novels that you're reading plus some business books and some work-related journals? Even if you have more than one novel, it sends the message, I'm a day late, dollar short, I haven't caught up on my reading when you have your work reading there, you can't separate out this relaxation area. So let's get the work out of your bedroom. If you must, if it's a small space, you must have a desk in your bedroom. Let's screen it off at night. Um, Get a standing floor screen, get some plants, get one of those desks that's an armoire that you can close up at night. So you really can separate out. Mm. That's, That's the main thing to keep a lot of that work out of your life. Then also, when you enter your home, and do you enter through the garage or do you come in the front door?
1: I've been doing it through the garage. Okay. Most
0: of us do with garages. What's the first thing you see in that garage? What's the first thing you see when you enter the rest of the house? Is it an image that makes you feel, ah, I'm relaxed, I'm glad to be home, or is it a pile of bills that you need to pay? So let's make that first impression of your home definitely by your actual front door and also by your garage, the door between your home, the garage and your actual home. Make that pleasant, pleasurable, relaxing. Mm,
1: mm, mm, mm. Now, um, I want to give a hint as to what I did to... you, You sent me the bagua. Yes. And I took that and then I went down to Google Maps and I took, you know, where you can actually do a bird's eye view and you can see the entire house from the satellite to the roof of your house. So then I took it and blew it up, put the bag wire over it, and I could actually see the entire placement. It was so easy to do it that way. And it it brought huge clarity, so I could see then that the third bedroom and the garage and everything. So I want to give that tip to everybody. With when with a computer, there's really it's so easy to use the feng shui bagua um, to know exactly where your rooms and if there's connecting with them. Um, whatever. They're merging with something else. But I also want to say on the garage, because it being the wealth area, you said something to me and I thought was absolutely brilliant. You have a wonderful oriental rug leading up into your house in your garage.
0: I do. The irony is that when we moved to this house, uh, we were actually keeping an apartment back east. I'm out in the southwest right now. And this particular rug was supposed to stay back there and it came here and it didn't fit anyone uh, anywhere in any of our rooms. And our garage has this sort of half step up before you get to the door and it fit perfectly there. And it was like, oh, you learn some new feng shui every day. Um, It's a dark blue water pattern belonged right in that part. Our garage is up front in a water area. Um, And I love it. It's absolutely perfect. It makes us feel, my husband and I makes us feel like we're relaxed when we come home. I have art in that area. I've got some images in that area. And so that's how we have made it feel like we're home the minute we come into the garage.
1: Now, the wealth area, though, it should be in um, black or blue.
0: Okay, important to recognize your garage happens to be in a wealth area, which is reds. It's a fire oh, area. Reds. Most garages tend to be at the front of the house. That's where mine is. Um, they tend to be on the left or right of the front door. Those are more watery images, okay? Water areas. Yours is a little different. You kind of go around the back yeah. of the house yours happens to be in the wealth area so yours is a fire element
1: okay so i use reds right. or so purples or
0: or um, very deep purples or very hot oranges okay so again your advice is very good you can go to google earth google maps you can down you can take a look at the shape of your house sometimes very very um, surprising to people the actual shape of their house Draw that floor plan, divide it into uh, nine equal areas, um, and that'll show you where your garage is located. Uh, What we then need to do is correct for the missing areas because, again, most of our houses aren't squares or rectangles. In your case, you were missing a career area, part of a grounding area, part of a harmony wisdom area, part of a family area, enough to make you really freak out. (laughs) I Um, did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is, And I calmed you down. This is very, very, very typical. What we do, and I've got very um, complete instructions for this in my book, which is the Feng Shui Quick Guide uh, for Home and Office, and there are also a few articles on my website, is that you approximate where the walls would come together if this home were a complete rectangle or square, and you mark that spot. And you measure, you can eyeball it. I have people sometimes hold two pieces of string. We've done it by laying hoses on the ground. Find where the walls would come together, mark that spot. The more you pick an object that relates to what area is missing in terms of the bagua, the better that cure would be. For example, I talked to you about you're missing a harmony wisdom area. That's a water area. I showed you where that spot would be. Um, And you can place a fountain there would be a perfect thing. Um, I use a lot of wind chimes on stakes to plant in the ground. You can plant a bush if it happens to be on a hard surface like a driveway. I'm missing a helpful people area in my home. The correction is on the driveway. You paint a little image there, just a tiny little icon there. Mine is a, a metal area. So it's simply a nice round silver circle that's on my driveway, I keep watch on it. Every couple of months it starts to wear, I repaint it. You do this with an affirmation. The affirmation is, I'm now marking this spot and returning this missing attribute to my house. You don't say, oh, I'm doing this because Carol told me to. (laughs) You do it with an affirmation that says, I'm making sure that I have wealth in this house, that everything is harmonious in this house, that clients are overflowing whichever area happens to be missing.
1: Wow. So I went out there with the hose and I put in the exact spot. Um and I ordered a fountain. Great. But it has not come yet. So I put a pedestal up there. I put a plate that has eight fish on it, oriental oh, or fish. And then I put a a black element right next to it, too. So um, until that fountain gets there, but it's in the perfect spot.
0: Well, starting out by marking it with something as simple as a little stone is absolutely fine as long as you're actively seeking to make that correction in a way that speaks to you and speaks to the area missing. People talk to me all the time about, oh, I'm doing a renovation. It's going slower than I wanted. Is it messing up my feng shui? Well, of course, when you have work in progress, things are not as smooth as when it's finished. But as long as you are moving forward, so as long as you are moving forward in making this cure, this correction, things are going to be just fine for you.
1: Wow. This is so, so good. What I like about you is that, you know, in feng shui, there's a whole bunch of different ways to do it. And to me it's like very complicated you are just the it goes by the entrance of the front door and everything can come together easily it's not really important the north or the south or or the the numbers on the house you know it it just makes it all so simple
0: I'm glad you mentioned that. There are many approaches to feng shui. I like to say there are as many approaches as there are to interior design or architecture. This is western feng shui. This is feng shui that revolves around who you are, how you want to live in your house, how you want to work in your workspace. There are other approaches. Compass School takes a look at directions, um, Form school feng shui wants to have a mountain in back of you and a river in front of you, don't we all? But we don't. <laughs> but we don't all. And my suggestion is to decide what approach works for you. Uh, I'm very involved in the International Feng Shui Guild. Their wonderful website talks about different schools of feng shui. See what speaks to you, and then find a practitioner who practices that approach. Um, because if you start mixing and matching within the approaches, we orient something on the Bagua, then we look at the north and south, and you're doing it yourself. It tends to get a big, a bit confusing and muddled, and it doesn't really achieve what you want to achieve. That's Always- right.
1: Because and also you start worrying: Am I doing it right? Am I doing right. it right? So you're getting into this indecision, uh, uh, freaking out a little bit, and that's not helping anything. <laughs>
0: Absolutely absolutely not. Um, And all methods, all approaches, all schools of feng shui have validity. There are useful aspects of them. Just don't try do-it-yourself mix and match. You're going to get really confused and not achieve your purpose. Then you're going to say it doesn't work. Well, Yes, it will work, but you need to have a little uniformity in how you're practicing it.
1: Well, I just tend to think simple is the best way. That's where you can really go in, make the improvements, do the cures, and then walk away knowing, all right, this is great. And you know what? It feels so right. It just feels good. And I don't have to worry about anything else. It's just, it's all coming together. It's just perfect. So I, that's, I've got to tell you, you're, you're my favorite.
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you so much.
1: It's just so easy with you. Well, and
0: once you start making changes, then it's easy to make more changes. What we're looking to do is open up this energy, chi, so things flow into your life. And we start at that front door. It's called the mouth of chi. It's where all the good energy, the wealth enters your home. And if you open up your front door and it feels blocked, if there is a heavy piece of furniture there and you can't get past it, How is the good energy going to get past it? How is the wealth gonna flow in? If you open that door and there's a mirror right across from you, it's pushing that good energy out. A lot of this becomes very obvious when you start taking a look at it. And what I always look for is what I call that V8 moment, those commercials where somebody hits themselves upside the head and says, oh, I could have had a V8. (laughs) It's that same thing of, oh my God, I never realized it. When I go into someone's bedroom, they can't attract um, a lover, it's a woman who's looking to attract a man. And all of these pictures in her bedroom are single, solitary, lonely. And I point it out and she laughs and hits herself upside the head symbolically and says, oh my god, I never realized it. That's the moment, that's the feng shui magic we're looking for because we don't see our surroundings anymore. Did she put those things up because she didn't want a a relationship? Or did she put them up, they blocked the relationship? It doesn't matter, chicken and egg. It just matters that we take them down, put up images that are paired, romantic, coupled. That's all that matters. No judgment here. Um, It's a sense of we don't really realize what's around us. I want you to be surrounded by things you love. They have meaning for you. Those meanings are in the right places According to the feng shui bagua, that's going to make your life in your home wonderful. Other things will now start seeking you out. Does your home have to be perfect? Of course not. My home's not perfect. Um, but if there's a comfort level, things are arranged in the right way, the right things on the wall, the right colors in the right places, that's what we want for you.
1: And I remember, I thought this was just very, very important. You know, with the water in my career, and I put that patio screen up there, that scene the waterfall has to be gentle with the water flowing into the house, so it's not stopping it actually flows into it, and to put I put on a wall um, at behind the front entrance another flowing water picture into the house so it's just so peaceful and there's so much movement but it's all gentle
0: i'm glad you mentioned that also because we talked about that last time Um, yes when you're having water images you want to make sure they're flowing in the right direction in your case because it was outside we want it flowing in Inside your house, which way are you directing that water? Uh, There are images of water that's flowing sort of bi-directional. There are images of water that's flowing out of your home. We don't want that. Um, If you have pictures of ocean waves, are they receding? Is the tide receding? Is the tide coming in? Is it overpowering? Water is a very powerful image in feng shui. So take a look at where your water is leading you. Into your home, away from your home. Water represents wealth. We certainly don't want that flowing out of your home.
1: And you also said, especially in the career area, that the smooth water, just gentle, makes your career go very gentle, very easy. And if you had hard waves or something, it's like you're you're bringing in trauma. You know, it's like... Um, too too fast, too fast. So it's like agitating.
0: Right. On the other hand, we also don't want water that's too still. I worked with a client where every water image in their home was still. And mm. their issue was the wealth was not flowing the way we wanted. And as I went room to room, I mean, I had to laugh, not at the client, of course. Every image was still. And so she gradually started to replace those with newer images and the ones with water, there was a flow, a nice, gentle, steady flow, not too, not too firm, not too soft, just right. It's yeah. the same thing, not overwhelming waves that are crashing, not stagnant uh, pools of water, but this gentle movement into the space.
1: So you want to see a little bit of ripple towards you.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So
1: you you don't want the crashing um, storm waves. No, 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 no,
0: no storms. We don't want any storms.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Even though they're beautiful pictures. But so when you find pictures that you really, really love and adore, should you be picking those up and putting them in your house regardless or what?
0: Uh, What I recommend is, again, you map out your house with the Bagua, then you take a look at these different areas, and you match the art with what's going on there. So I've mentioned the love relationship area a few times, very paired images, wealth images, what feels wealthy to you. Mm. I have a few images on my website in my bookstore art gallery. And for example, a very uh, classic feng shui wealth image is nine goldfish, eight gold, one black in color. And I have some art in my uh, bookstore art gallery that shows that image. Um, For your office, an office area, I've got an image on there of a rooster. Roosters represent cutting down on gossip in feng shui. Definitely a good thing to have um, in an office space. Um, And so matching the artwork with what you want to happen. I say very often you are what you see. What are you looking at? Um, Go sit at your desk if it's a home office or an actual office. Go lie down on your bed. What are you looking at? Are the pictures of your ancestors in the creativity part of your home or the family part of your home? Are, Are there images of healthy foods in your dining room or your kitchen? what's going on, and see how it matches up or doesn't match up with the Bagua areas. That's how we use art.
1: Wow. I love this. I I just love this. That was real great information on the rooster, too. So what I particularly like is the fact that you are getting in touch with yourself through your home. And so it's like a mirror image. What is going wrong is with you is going to be projected out so you've got to be willing enough to walk in and say what's not going right with me that is so helpful in life and in general it's just not placing something and expecting things to change it's about getting to know yourself and what is actually going on within you
0: well and I think of this as a very good example of law of attraction in Mm -hmm. action Um, let's talk about a career area and I suggest to a client who's looking for a new job what career what image works for you to represent this career this successful business um, whatever it is you want and they often say to me I don't know Mm -hmm. fine understandable go look at art And find an image that represents this feeling of satisfaction with your career or your work. And the action of finding that image is as powerful as then going and actually hanging it. Because you force yourself to have to think about what it is I want. And sometimes I'll say, go buy an inexpensive poster, print, that represents that image. Live with it for three months or so. And you're going to know sometimes people say to me oh my god i put up these architectural drawings i always wanted to be an architect and why in the world did i ever think that the more i looked at it the more i realized i didn't have any interest in that but what i really found out was that i wanted to be a and whatever it is um, it's amazing how looking at images um, in specific places in your home makes your mind, make decisions, come to conclusions about what you really want. So experiment, force yourself to think about what do I really want? I don't have harmony in my life. Well, what would feel like harmony to you? No one has a perfect life. Kids get angry, you know, husbands and wives, partners do have disagreements. What is harmony to you? Think through those things, then find the images that represent that
1: okay so say somebody is looking for a job and they want in a particular profession they need to go find say they want to be a pharmacist they need to find pharmacy pictures and put it up in the career area what does this
0: pharmacy career mean to them does it mean they've got enough money to have a condo Ah. and vacation in maui let's put that up Is it less, um, is it more involved with this good feeling of helping people? Then maybe it's a nice picture of a community of people. What does that career mean? It can be so specific that they wanna work for CVS and it's a picture of the CVS logo. It can be more um, intuitive that it's feeling abundant. I can buy a new car. What does it mean to you, to each of you, to each individual? That's what you hang up.
1: So if person wants wealth, would they put up a picture of money?
0: It could work for them. Um, I have in one of my wealth areas this huge porcelain fishbowl that we bought on a trip to Hong Kong because Hong Kong felt very wealthy and abundant to me. That may not be the same for someone else, but that fishbowl has always had that feeling for me. Somebody else may cut out some big dollar signs and stick it there and that works for them. The deeper you dig, um, the more you can match that feeling with an image, the more effective it's going to be.
1: Wow. Boy, this is great. So listen to all my wonderful listeners out there. Just take a second while you're sitting in your car driving to work right now Sit there and think, what is going on in my life? What is not working? What is working? And I want you to go to Carol's site and check out everything that she has on there. She has some terrific articles, too. But you, you start thinking about what's not working. And those are the areas that she can help you with.
0: The other thing I suggest, but probably when they park the car, is to clear <laughs> is
1: to clear the clutter. Um, our homes
0: are where we stay most of the time, but when we're in the car, it's like a little home moving forward, and you can't move forward if you're mired back down in clutter. So clear the clutter in your house and clear the clutter in your car.
1: So it's like um, you know, I always grew up with a junk drawer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, really, if you look at where the junk drawer is <laughs> in your house, you know, it it may indicate it's going to tell you a lot of things.
0: Oh, it absolutely does. Is it in your night table? That tells you one thing. Is it in your desk drawer? Is it in your kitchen? You could use a bagua to um, map out your entire kitchen and then where in that kitchen is the junk drawer? Maybe the junk drawer, your kitchen, let's say, is in the wealth area of your home. That's great. The more people you can feed, the wealthier you are in classic feng shui. Maybe your junk drawer is in the relationship area of the kitchen. Hmm, What is oh. that telling you?
1: Ooh. So
0: you can do all kinds of things with this, uh, with this Bagua map.
1: Yes, so, and again, do the individual rooms as well as the entire house. Yes. So every room has a wealth corner, every room has a relationship corner, and you can decorate accordingly.
0: Yes, the main thing is to first map out the footprint, the floor plan of your house. Stand at the front door, looking in, hold the bagua, draw the shape, divide it into these nine areas. Then you can go into each individual room. You stand at its main entrance, uh, rooms like a dining room that have, may have two entrances. It's that main entrance where most people enter Enter it. Divide it into nine areas um, and arrange accordingly. You can sit at your desk or any surface. Hold this bagua in front of you. Draw the nine areas um, and then arrange things. Uh, upper right-hand corner is where you might put a picture of your loved one upper left-hand corner. Maybe you put your phone if your business comes in through the through the phone. You wouldn't do all nine areas on a desk because you'd have nowhere to work. Um, <laughs> so you have to be a little realistic with this bagua. But we start at the biggest, then we keep going smaller, smaller, smaller.
1: Interesting. See, that's good to know. That's really good to know. Now I have to go clean out my um, bedroom desk. Uh, uh, <laughs> nightstand because I just realized, oh my goodness,
0: no wonder. And it is pretty amazing how certain drawers keep getting that way. Mm-hmm. You keep you keep clearing them and they keep filling up. It is sending us some kind of message. I wouldn't obsess about it. I would just keep at the clutter clearing in that particular drawer. And I speak from experience. I have a couple of drawers that are always like that. So you just keep clearing them
1: let me ask you about pets now yes um i have uh cats and i have a great big cat tree oh probably about seven feet tall where should i have that appropriate tree for my cats should i Um, have them in my room in the wealth corner or should i have them Somewhere else.
0: Okay, I am glad you brought up pets. I actually wrote about pets. I have a monthly newsletter that's called Feng Shui to the Rescue, and uh, listeners can get that by signing up on my website. And I wrote about pets this month because I get a lot of questions about pets. And the first thing I want to say about pets is what not to do, and that's not to keep your cat's litter box in your bedroom. You would not believe the number of times I see that one. Litter boxes belong in a basement, in a garage in a bathroom. Let's keep them away from the kitchen, from a bedroom, from living spaces. Okay. Uh, you have a lot of choices when it comes to the cat tree, cat toys, animal toys. It depends how much a part of your life that animal, that pet is, and they're usually a very big part of your life. And so I would say I'm more concerned about where you don't put these things. And so if it's an active thing like a cat tree, I don't think I would put it in a bedroom. I would put it in one of your living areas, um, a gathering space. Ah. If it's a feeding um, activity, it goes in the kitchen. If it is anything related to cat's litter, then it goes in a bathroom, um, a basement, not part of your living space. Um, and so I'm going to give you wide choice of where you would keep it other than I would keep it out of your bedroom.
1: You would keep it out of the bedroom. Right. Okay. Um,
0: with dogs, a lot of people say, well, what about I like my dog sleeping with me? The issue is what's going on with your relationship. If your dog sleeps <laughs> between you and you're complaining about your relationship, I think you've answered your own question. Um, <laughs> Your dog sleeps in bed with you and you think everything is fine, then everything is fine. I don't like to fix what's not broken, but my suggestion is let's give your pets uh, their own places to sleep and let's give you your own place to sleep.
1: Okay, got it. So that tells me that I need to move the cat tree right next to uh, one of the glass walls. I
0: think so. I think that's a great location for, I'm looking at your floor plan right now. I think that's a great location.
1: And it really shouldn't be in my office either. It really should be in the living area so I know where to put it.
0: You know, I have a lot of people, a lot of clients who like their pets with them in their work area. That's a very personal decision because some people find it soothing, some people find it distracting. So, how do you work? What do you need what's again what's going on in your work life? Um but in your case, I think that's a very good decision.
1: okay, that's good to know. Well, Carol, we are almost out of time, but as usual, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. You have such great insights. Please let's send everyone to your website, which is. Give us the full name of the website. It is
0: www.fengshuiforreallife.com.
1: FengShuiForRealLife.com for real life dot and um, sign up for her newsletter, uh, Feng Shui to the Rescue. I mean, this is just so important, and it's uh, I, take it from me. <laughs> I have just experienced um, just something very dramatic and it's all because of Carol. And so I want everybody to stop and look at their lives, go to her website, fix things by looking inside and feeling where you're living and um, your life is going to change. It's all about energy flowing.
0: Uh, That's so well put. And just making one simple change will set into motion a whole chain reaction of changes. um, That—that's the mystique and that's the magic of feng shui.
1: Oh wow! You are so great. And if people, you—you do go to people's houses.
0: Oh, absolutely. I I do on-site feng shui. I work all over the country. Um, I do off-site all over the world and I meet wonderful people, I get to see their homes, whether in person or virtually, make friends, and um, your life changes and that's the best part.
1: And you also do it uh, online. Um, people can send you drawings. and I do.
0: I do. Uh, there is a consultations tab on my homepage. Uh, viewers, uh, I mean, rather listeners, can take a look at that and uh, see some of the ma- very many options. Sometimes it's just a room we'll do, preferably the whole house. Lots of different fun options. And wow. everybody has everybody has a good time
1: this is terrific thank you so much carol you well, you
0: are just a delight well this is always fun it's good to talk with you
1: thank you so much and please come back on you know i i just feel like you have to come keep on coming back on and giving maybe we'll even do a live show so, so that callers can call you up oh and fun. ask you questions
0: That will be wonderful, but keep in touch. Let me know how you're settling into your home, and we'll tweak it as we need to.
1: Okay, you guys. All
0: right. Take care.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at LOARadioNetwork.com, and have a
0: great week.